This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we chat with Sudeep Hori about the new MyAuto Support dashboard and predictive analysis. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi, and in the studio with me today, wow, long time no see, pal. It's a special day. It is a special day. Andrew's actually in the office today. Um, actually, he was on his way to the office and giving Glenn a play-by-play through text message, and I asked Glenn, why isn't Andrew just walking Instead of texting. Well, I was in a, a last-minute customer phone call, and then it started raining horizontally. So, I'm... In Andrew's defense, I was sending him quite a few texts. So oh, okay. I was, it was, I was your demanding fault. the updates. Uh, he, he was just being accommodating. Well, I was, tell, I was telling Glenn how I can just vi- envision you in an air duct somewhere with a lighter like, like John McLean from Die Hard. <laughs> it, it, it was rather entertaining to get the, the countdown of time, like 10 minutes, incoming. Three minutes, I'm in the building. <laughs> Two minutes, down the hall. Except I wasn't on the radio with the, the police officer from Family Matters. So. Oh, Carl Winslow. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's just not as good. It's not. On the phone today, working from home because he didn't want to drive in, which I can't blame him because the weather's pretty miserable today, is uh, the master of ignorance. Glenn Sizemore. You know, I, I, in my mind, when you say that, it, I just real-time remix Master of Puppets, and it's just this hardcore Master! I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That works out pretty well, actually. All right. So uh, this week, we have a very special guest. We're going to talk to Mr. Sudeep Hore, who is going to walk us through the new My Auto Support dashboard improvements. Uh, we just released that this week. Uh, so, Sudeep, if you could introduce yourself and tell us what you do here at NetApp and um, I guess, I don't know, I can't think of anything else, just what you do here. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Uh, my name is Sudeep Pore. I'm a product manager in our auto support uh, tools product management team. So um, as part of our team, our primary focus area is to um, really take um, what we get from auto support and turn it into proactive and predictive recommendations uh, for our customers, for all of our users, customers, partners, and even um, for our uh, internal uh, NetApp users. Excellent. So um, if, and if we wanted to reach you on social media, do you have any social media accounts like a Twitter or a LinkedIn profile? Absolutely. You can um, follow me at, uh, at uh, Sudeep Hore, one word, and Twitter. And we'll include that in the show notes. Uh, it's, it's actually Sudeep, S-U-D-I-P-H-O-R-E, if you want to reach Sudeep on Twitter. All right, so um, Sudeep actually touched on something here about predictive analytics that I want to expound upon a little bit, and, and I, I'm guessing Sudeep's the man to tell us about that. So at, at NetApp, we've been collecting auto support for years. And you got to put that information somewhere. And that data goes into a giant repository. And I think they call it the data lake of some sort um, here at NetApp. So, Sudeep, could you tell us a little bit about how that back end works and how we collect and use that, that big data repository? That's an excellent point. Um, 
How many of you know when uh, we started uh, sending auto supports from our systems? Ooh, trivia question. I'm going to guess 2001. Any was, other guesses? I think it was earlier than that. I want to say like 97 or 98. When was email yeah, I invented? Know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, 97 was was close. We actually started um, sending auto supports from our products in 1995. Wow. It was generally available, yeah, um, you know, 22 years. So more than two decades of uh, data from all of our products. And um, we have uh, um, one of the biggest um, data warehouses uh, in the world um, collecting um, this information, um, crunching through this information and turning it into uh, something of value for, for our users. So it's, it's uh, a tremendous um, source of value uh, over the years. And what we have been focusing on lately is how we can um, you know, take some of this data and, and turn it into insight, turn it into something of value, turn it into something that um, enhances um, experience for our customers in areas of um, avoiding um, risks uh, that may be there in their install base, um, turning it into insights that can actually improve uh, availability of systems um, that our customers have. So it's a, it's a huge, uh, wonderful repository of information. Um, and uh, the way we make all that information and insight available for customers is through the MyAutoSupport dashboard, which is uh, kind of the focus of our discussion today. Yeah, so you've been keeping AutoSupport data for you know, 22 years or so. Um, we, we actually started a program, I guess, maybe it was 10 years ago or five. I don't even remember. It was five to 10 years ago. System risk program where we actually take common trends and common issues with systems and then proactively notify people uh, based on what we've seen in the past. And, you, and what's the point of having data if you can't use it for something, right? You don't want to just have data sitting around be a data hoarder. Uh, but so let's touch on the My Auto Support dashboard and what it used to be able to do and how we've improved it. Absolutely. So uh, my auto support has been around for um, quite some time, as you all know. And uh, as um, we have been growing the application, we have also been you know, talking to a lot of our users. We have uh, a tremendous and, and supportive user base. Um, so as a product manager and as part of our product management team, we reach out to all of our users, our external users, customers, and partners, and we talk to our internal users as well. And there were um, quite a few things that were coming up um, recently, and those uh, actually, you know, kind of solidified as our motivations for the set of improvements that we focused on. Um, one of the biggest things that um, we uh, started to hear uh, is around uh, actionable information and how we could tie that information into workflows of our users. Um, so we, we had a lot of data, we were turning it into information, but making it actionable uh, was one of our key focus areas. The second part of it was even though we had a lot of focus on, on our users, 
um, our experience, the user experience part, uh, was lagging behind uh, the modern industry standards. Um, so we really wanted to make the user interface more responsive. Um, another ask from our user community was to make the user interface more personalized. So we surface a lot of insight uh, from this dashboard, but uh, because of the variety of personas we serve through the application, um, if we have 10 widgets out there uh, serving insight as a user, um, you may only like six out of those 10, right? Uh, so we wanted uh, to really give users some flexibility. Um, so those were kind of uh, the top level motivations, but I, I think the, the most important part of all of this was to really take the insight to the next level. So as part of this modernization exercise, we added a few key modules that were never there uh, before within the application that can now you know, do things like forecasting capacity or providing you actionable upgrade recommendations, uh, pulling in information from other areas uh, of our assets, such as the support site, into a single portal. Um, those are uh, probably some of the flagship features that we introduced as part of this new release. So, Glenn, you mentioned that coming into this, you were you were purposely remaining ignorant. This is where the master of ignorance came in. You wanted to not even look at the modern uh, dashboard that we're, we're revealing here today so you could ask questions. So here's your chance. Ask your questions. Man, way to sell me out on Selling the you out. I'm selling okay. you on the internets. Yeah, no, that that's actually that that's fine. Um, yeah, so Sadiq, the, the the first question I get is uh, right off the top is could could you go into a little more detail around what what the heuristics around th those alerts about you know this is what we think your capacity tail will look like or what your performance looks like what what are those predictives and and what is what is that experience from a user perspective. Yeah, so um, uh, as far as some of those forecasting capabilities um, go, uh, we take a lot of things in, into consideration. Um, given we have uh, such a huge pool of data, we obviously look at what is your specific usage trend from the past. Right? So based on that usage trend, we kind of create a, a profile for a particular system and then forecast it out over a time period. Now, one of the things to keep in mind around this forecasting is, um, and, and it, to some degree it's also an alert, is we want to make it actionable. So the way we have designed the dashboard, we have created a few different categories. Um, what we call as, as a red category is uh, a pool of systems where um, already you are over a certain threshold. So currently we have de defined the threshold at 90%. Um, so if you have any system that's already over the threshold, that will be on, on the top of um, the capacity widget. And then there are three uh, other categories 
uh, of systems where um, you know there may be uh, a few systems which will cross that threshold in one month. Um, some may cross in three months, and there may be a few others which may cross that threshold in six months. So those are things that you probably want to uh, you know start planning for. And then there is a whole bunch of systems that um, are not going to reach that 90% threshold um, in, in uh, the six-month time frame, right? So uh, from a planning perspective, we group those together, and there are probably no immediate actions that uh, you need to consider for those systems. What we are finding out based on some early feedback, this is really actionable information, and it really allows our customers to focus on the things that they should be planning for based on those categories. Does that, uh, does that include anything on the performance side of, of the controllers as well, or is it just primarily capacity focused? So we started with capacity. There are uh, a couple of dimensions. We still have some more work to do. One of them is performance. Uh, we are uh, definitely uh, thinking about performance as uh, one of our top priorities. And along with that, we are also going to consider um, storage efficiency as one of the things that take on next. So is this data, is it collected in real time or near real time, or is this still based off of the, the weekly auto support messages that go out from ONTAP? So auto support in, in general, um, I would characterize it as um, near real time. Um, so um, there are different categories of auto support. You can um, you have auto supports coming from systems at um, a, a daily level. So for example, for uh, a lot of our newer ONTAP systems, uh, performance data uh, comes in uh, daily. Um, there are uh, some event-based auto supports that are uh, very close to real time whenever um, we need to take care of something, um, uh, something is bad within the system, we, we get it uh, near real time. Uh, but there are uh, periodic auto supports and weekly auto support is, is one of them. Gotcha. So there's really kind of three different reporting time periods, right? So one being something broke, I'm going to tell you immediately, two being a daily performance summary, and then three being the weekly kind of full, I'm using air quotes even though you can't see me, uh, auto support package. Correct. Yeah, and actually you could even go beyond that if you wanted to schedule jobs on the, the cluster, right, to issue full auto supports on a daily basis or an hourly basis if you wanted to, and that'll push it itself into the data mining that they do with the uh, My Auto Support dashboard, right, Sudeep? Yes, absolutely, and and there are also on-demand auto supports um, that some of our newer systems are, are capable of, of sending based on um, a request that we may put forth to the system. So if you are in a, a critical or, or a troubleshooting situation, one of our support personnel or um, a support uh, partner can use the auto support on-demand capability to request an, an auto support on demand or even um, request some of the um, diagnostic logs from the, from the system. Yeah, so a push versus pull request in, in other words, right? Correct. So um, in addition to that, you can also integrate it with the event logs. So if you wanted to do event route generations when we hit a certain 
uh, threshold of something or we hit an event, you can kick off auto support to do a call home. You can also set up on-command Unified Manager to perhaps kick those off as well. So you have a lot of options to leverage auto support as a tool, not just for supporting your system, but also proactively monitoring it. Absolutely. Um, uh, you were right to mention the on-command suite of products. And um, from an alerting and automation perspective, we have a full spectrum of capabilities. We have um, the reactive stuff, which um, a lot of uh, the vendors uh, do. But uh, given our expertise and, and how long we have been Doing this, we are really getting uh, very good at the proactive and, and the predictive set of capabilities. So can you give us any examples of those types of operations? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things uh, we touched on earlier is um, our um, health summary, or some people often call it um, system risks. And um, what a lot of people don't know, uh, at least uh, looking at it from the outside, is um, it, it is not just uh, you know as simple as matching some patterns or, or looking at some strings that, that's uh, present in, in auto support. It, it's a lot more than that. It's a very comprehensive program that uh, we have been running for many years that uh, has several different components. Obviously, technology is a component where uh, we take uh, certain patterns and, and look at things across our install base, um, try to uh, minimize any kind of false positives there may be, try to be as pres prescriptive as possible. Um, in addition to that, uh, there is a process for um, rolling those things out. Uh, so uh, the process and, and the people components, along with the, the technology component, actually make it uh, a very comprehensive program that uh, a, a lot of companies in, in our field do not have. And um, as we are getting mature, we are also looking at advanced algorithms that we apply um, across our auto support uh, data warehouse to uh, predict things that uh, would take hours, in some cases days, if, particularly if you had a large install base um, you know, at hand. Um, so uh, we're on a journey here, but uh, the clear message is um, we're really good at uh, spotting some of these anomalies for our customers well in advance. And the big advantage here is we are spotting things that could, you know, one day uh, become a, a critical case or an event for a customer. So we're really in the process helping our customers achieve uh, very high levels of availability by uh, mitigating these conditions um, uh, proactively. Yeah, I think it's really important that, you know, as you pointed out, not only are we using auto support for, you know, reactive events, right? This broke, please send me a new one, as well as, you know, preemptive. I see this is breaking. Let's go ahead and send a new one. But even the the preemptive, right, approach of, you know, hey, we see that this there's this trend that's happening, so we're going to make this recommendation before it becomes an issue for you, right? And just really trying to take advantage of that data set. Um, one, one of the things I like to talk about is how, NetApp, how we are using that data to improve our own products. And I don't mean just software products, I mean even the hardware, right? 
I mean, there was a, a, a study done and published by NetApp in the mid-2000s about hard drive failure rates, right? Leveraging auto support data to determine that certain drive models were failing after certain periods of time and what those failures were. And, and it was a ton of really great information. More recently, man, our seven-year SSD guarantees, that's based on real results. We're not guessing. We know how long they last. And, um, you know, when we look at this full spectrum of things, you know, our investigation, our research doesn't stop. We are feeding some of these back, uh, some of these learnings back into uh, our new products and solutions that are coming out. Right? So um, uh, when we look at, the, uh, I think it will be very short-sighted uh, for us to kind of look at this as, as a pointed solution. Uh, it's a very comprehensive program helping in, in different aspects um, of managing our systems, both internally and, and externally. So along those lines, Sadeep, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull at one of the, the aspects of my auto support that I used to rely on heavily when I was a customer, and that was the upgrade mm -hmm. advisor. Uh, have you guys done any work there about streamlining or improving the upgrade experience for existing customers? Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the fascinating things that um, we have done actually in this latest release is um, Upgrade Advisor has has been there, and, and I'm glad that you, you brought it up. Uh, but it was more of a reactive capability within the whole My Auto Support portfolio. Uh, um, and, and in this recent release, we have actually taken the recommendations that we give to our customers and tied it to Upgrade Advisor. So on the dashboard, uh, on the new dashboard, uh, if you uh, go there uh, as a customer, um, you will now be able to see uh, proactive recommendations that tells you, okay, um, I have 65 controllers, and based on the recommendations that uh, NetApp has given, um, there are 17 of those that uh, are eligible for upgrades to newer versions. So uh, this kind of you know, uh, much more efficient than uh, me as a customer trying to go in and, and look and, and find out things. It's very proactive. It's right on your face. It's right on the dashboard when you log in. That's fantastic. It's almost like yeah. one baby step away from just letting ONTAP deal with it itself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, we are actually working hand-in-hand hand, uh, with our on-tap and on-command um, counterparts to align things that we do within um, our um, uh, simplified upgrade process. Um, so all the rules that you see in Upgrade Advisor are completely aligned with the simplified uh, upgrade process that you have through on-command system managers today. So um, we're working hand-in-hand. -hand. The set of rules are, are very similar. Uh, what Upgrade Advisor does in addition to uh, automating all of the rules uh, is really bringing together some of our digital support assets. Uh, so for example, in, in, this exa in this case that I just cited, uh, we had these recommendations um, on our support site and it was an excellent opportunity for us to take those recommendations and, and tie those to uh, the upgrade process. 
it makes life uh, for users and, and customers uh, much easier. And in fact, um, right uh, before this call, I got um, an email from one of our customers uh, who is really happy to see that recommendation on, on the dashboard. Yeah, 100%. And uh, we are going to enhance it. There are a lot of exciting things coming. Um, one of the things that we are also looking at is uh, what we did in this release, if you look at it, is um, we are telling our users what to upgrade to. Uh, what we are looking at doing is uh, also tying in the value to this process, meaning um, why should I upgrade to this next version of OnTap? Uh, wh what are the new features that I'm going to get? Uh, what are the new efficiency or performance levels that I'm going to get? Now, all of this information is currently available, uh, but we want to kind of unify this, and this goes back to my previous point of streamlining the workflows. There's no point having all these disparate pieces of information. Uh, we need to kind of bring all of these together to uh, provide a much better user experience to, to our user community. Yeah, and with that upgrade planning piece, um, what's interesting about that is you know you can tie it into the overall uh, new support model that we're going to. So. I don't know if, if if you're not familiar with it. We're doing long-term support for certain releases, and then short-term support for certain releases. And some of the releases that are on short-term support are going to have a shorter support cycle, support lifetime, than the long-term release. So, auto support and upgrade planning will help us make those recommendations, not just based on what new features there are, but also remind you that you might be getting to a point where you're going to be out of support for a certain release. Yeah, that's that's the new part of our agile world that I, I think uh, ops teams around the world are trying to come to grips with the, the the mandatory upgrades. You can't be conservative anymore. So is there any plans to start expanding this data? Right. So these analytics and recommendations to include more of the on command suite. So, for example, we know that many of the on command products report into auto support. Right. So looking at the snap center, the snap managers that I have deployed across my my empire, if you will, and being able to see the different versions, whether or not recommendations for upgrades are being made. Right. If there's any bugs or issues that I could be encountering is is any of that in the works? Yeah, absolutely. So so um, definitely um, there are quite a few things that we are looking at. Um, um, and and um, the on-command suite of products, as, as well as um, data coming back from our uh, other uh, parts of the product portfolio, are definitely uh, in consideration. Um, in addition to that, what we are also looking at is how can we take that information and then bounce it off um, some of the other tools that people use during the upgrade process. And, and rather than have a manual process, um, you know, check some of those things uh, automatically. And, and I'll just cite one quick example. Uh, a lot of times what happens during the upgrade process is um, you have um, quite a few, you know, connected devices to, to your storage system. And uh, those have some software components as well. And um, currently, uh, the process um, to check for interoperability and, and so forth is um, quite manual. Um, so uh, one of the things that we are looking at is how can we leverage 
um, that uh, that set of data that that's outside the storage system and automate some of these checks. Uh, one um, other tool that um, I, I want to point out that um, we released very recently is called One Collect, and um, the reason I, I point that out is. Uh, that that's a tool that will allow uh, data collection in the context of upgrade and quite a few other workflows that will help us automate a, a lot of these things in, in future. And so you're absolutely right. We, we're looking at a range of uh, additional uh, opportunities in the space to simplify the experience for our users. So I noticed when I was looking over the auto support uh, slide deck, uh, and then I, blo I eventually blogged about it, we, we had something called application tagging. Um, if you could go in a little bit of detail about how people would use that and where the value add is there. Um, so one of the things um, that we introduced um, with this release is uh, application tagging. And um, a very simple way to describe it uh, is it's a mechanism for you to get value-added recommendations that are specific to your applications and, and workloads. Right? And the way it works is you would essentially go and, and identify um, the workloads that you may be running on certain volumes. And once you uh, identify those, we pull in different kinds of assets that we have available based on what you have specified and make those recommendations available in, in a very context-sensitive manner rather than you having to go and, and search for some of these things very manually. Um, over time, these recommendations um, are going to get much more prescriptive. And one of the other things that we are also looking at doing with this kind of information is compare um, some of these uh, workloads that you are running against uh, similar workloads uh, of, of other users. So in that way, we can um, you know, tell you, you know, the things that you may be already uh, doing right, and if there are other areas uh, or opportunities for improvement, we will be able to point those out as well. So let's say I don't like the idea of a new auto support. Is there a way I can go back to my old auto support? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, so on the top uh, menu of uh, my auto support dashboard, um, you have um, a link to the classic uh, my auto support. Um, so you are uh, more than welcome to um, um, you know click on that link and and see. Um, some of the older pages that we have, uh, but um, I must say, you know, since the time we launched this, we have received very, very positive feedback. Um, the old site is going to stay for some time, uh, but we definitely plan to move some of the uh, remaining older pages um, to the new uh, user interface format uh, very soon. So what do we have in store for the future? I know we mentioned something about performance and being able to do some real-time analytics of that. Uh, what else do we have? So we, we are looking at a, a lot of things around advanced um, analytics um, and employing you know, techniques like machine learning and so forth. Um, that's definitely um, on, on the cards uh, for uh, some of the upcoming releases. Uh, there are a couple uh, more exciting things that I want to point out. Um, one is we are going to uh, introduce 
um, a lean version of uh, my auto support in a native mobile app in um, in iOS and, and the Android app stores. Um, that's coming up actually very soon within the next uh, uh, couple months, I'd say. Um, and um, the main reason for doing that is there are a lot of users uh, spoken to have said that there are certain features within the application that needs to be, you know, more readily accessible. And and some of the things like uh, risk alerts and so on, it would make much more sense to, you know, make those available as uh, you know near real time notifications. So those are uh, kind of things that we are um, looking at. In in addition to that, um, uh, I think I touched on this earlier, one of the other things that we are also trying to do is um, simplify the experience uh, of, um, of our customers. And, and to that end, specifically, one of the uh, core areas uh, of focus for us will be how do we unify the experience when you come to a support site. Um, so instead of you having to you know, click on a link and, and go to uh, the My Auto Support portal and then stay on um, a, a few other pages uh, for the assets on the support side, things like documentation, things like guided problem solving and chat and so forth. Uh, we are putting a tremendous effort into unifying that experience. I know Ross was here in one of the earlier podcasts talking about um, guided problem solving, and we are trying to unify those components um, to a single portal, which would be much more useful for our users moving forward. Yeah, I'd imagine with all the auto support data and the pre predictive analysis, as well as you know the, the, the data you have on problems you faced, that would tie in nicely to guided problem solving in the in the database they're trying to keep there. Absolutely, and and that's where uh, I, I'm really uh, glad that you made that uh, connection. You know, uh, tying it back to some of my previous comments, um, it it really opens up an opportunity for us to tie those uh, curated content to some of these very context sensitive recommendations. Right, and and uh, it's, an, it's a very exciting opportunity for us ahead. All right. Thanks so much, Sudeep, uh, for coming in here and telling us all about the new My Auto Support dashboard. Sudeep, if we wanted to get in touch with you again on social media, how would we do that? At uh, Sudeep Pore, one word, S-U-D-I-P-H-O-R-E, in Twitter. All right. Thank you so much, Sadeep. And if you want, check out the new My Auto Support dashboard found on the My Auto Support page. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Sudeep Pore for joining us today and telling us all about the new Milo Sport dashboard. My voice cracked a little bit there. I got a little emotional talking about this oh yeah uh, it's just because it's related to flex groups indirectly. it is everything's related to flex groups indirectly i would not be surprised if they eventually store this stuff on flex groups you never know and there it goes full circle hey is it just me that's, that's my job oh yeah uh, data lakes
All right.